Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. this. Hey, let's jump into the Word. Anybody have a Bible? Amen. 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 That's good. That's good. It may be digital. It may be uh, the old school, how I like it, where you can write in it, mark it up, uh, whatever it is. I hope you've got it with you today. If you don't, I encourage you to bring your Bible to church. Uh, we do this at Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We go to that, that book every week, every week, and we, we reread it and then do this. Uh, we go try to log it out and live that thing. So, uh, and I believe that you can. I believe the answer to every question to life is in it. So uh, I encourage you to bring that. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to the first book of the New Testament, and that is Matthew. Matthew man, y'all know some stuff. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Yeah. Matthew chapter 6. <laughs> Amen. We're excited about the word around here sometimes. Once in a while, on occasion. So, uh, Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to read one verse today. <coughs> what? Somebody said, what? One verse today I want to read, and then we're going to uh, talk about it. And of course, there'll be some other things in there, but uh, some little goodies. But just uh, Matthew chapter 6, when you got to say amen. amen. If you look and say, hold on, dude. Okay, I'll wait on you. I'll wait on you. Okay. You should be there. If not, help your neighbor if they're still turning. Um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, one verse, and uh, then we're going to pray. Uh, It says this, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward openly. Awesome, awesome verse. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in this secret place, and your Father who sees his secret will reward you openly. This is going to be good. I I just believe it's going to be good because this is a word. Let's pray together. Father, thank you. God, thank you. And we can do this. We can come in here, Lord, together, and we can just spend some time in worship and in praise and in prayer. And today, I pray, God, the spirit of faith will just come to your people, Lord. I pray that this word will bring life, Lord. And uh, today, God, I just pray, Lord, that each of us in this room will see the power of fellowship with you. They'll see and they can understand today just a simple, clear picture, Lord, of what can happen when we spend time in your presence and, and are intentional in our prayer life. And I thank you for that today. God, I give you just thanks for for the hearts and lives that have already been changed, for the, for the Spirit of God that's at work in this room. We thank you, and we just give you praise. And we are thankful for the blood of Jesus, cross of Calvary, Lord. And uh, without that, we, we couldn't make it, Lord. But we're thankful. We thank you for your grace. And uh, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. High five your neighbor one more time. Say, man, you look very nice today. <coughs> Tell him, so that shirt goes well with your eyes. <coughs> Hey man, that shirt goes well with your eyes. Praise God. Praise God. This will be one of those days, I'd, I'd encourage you to do this. Um, 
if, if you can, um, if, if you're a note taker, this would be a good day to take notes. I'm going to throw a lot of stuff at you today, and I'd encourage you to take notes. I, it just helps. It helps sometimes when you're processing and writing down things. And if, if you need a, a, a connection card or a worship guide, they're on the table. There's a place for notes on the back. Pick that up. There's a pen back there, and, and we don't mind you getting up, go and get that, or you telling us or somebody, they'll bring that to you. But jot this stuff down today. I believe this is going to help you as we, uh, as we conclude today. This series that we kicked off on Easter Sunday called Intentional. And uh, man, I tell you, I just have been blessed by what God has done during this time. It's been incredible to see what God has done as we've been looking at and, and, and how to live this intentional life that God's called us to live. And we kicked it off on Easter Sunday where we saw that God, through His grace, was very intentional when He sent His Son Jesus for each of us. And how Jesus, man, defeated death, defeated hell in the grave, and is alive. Amen? Come on. That's good. He's alive. Amen. Come on. He's alive. Amen. And that is just so cool to think about. So, And as a result of that, he, he, he did this for us. He created us and designed us as his workmanship for good works, to go forth and, and to proclaim his glory and live this intentional thing out that we've been doing. So we've, through this, man, have seen God do some stuff. Each of these messages are online. Uh, I would encourage you to just continue to listen to those things, continue to get the word of God in you in this area of life, and, and you'll be blessed because it's his word. Amen. But we have been doing this intentional thing, and let's just go back to day one, this definition of what intentional is. Take a look real quick at this, this definition of what intentional means. What does it mean when we do this? What does it mean when we're living intentional? It is an action performed uh, with awareness, done deliberately, consciously, and on purpose. Think about it for one moment. So this action, it is, it's a response. And, and so we're doing this as a response to his grace, as a response to his love. And we, we perform this action as a result of those things with an awareness done deliberately on purpose. There's a purpose behind it all. You've been hearing the purposes through this series and some of the ministries and, and what God's doing and how they're living intentional, encouraging us to do that. I'm so thankful for that today. And I was actually going to kick off our new series this week, and uh, it got pushed off uh, till next week. And I, I'm very excited about what we're going to be jumping into in our next series. But the Lord just kind of stopped that and, and really drew me back in to conclude this service and, and conclude this series. If I did not with this word, I think I would be dropping the ball. So today, I believe out of obedience to what he has, he has asked me to do and, and to say today, I'm, I'm sharing this word with you. I, I, um, I don't give a whole lot of thumbs up on different books from the pulpit, and, uh, but, but I've been reading a book and about to finish it up called Simple Devotion. One of the coolest books I've read in a long time. Uh, it is, uh, if, if you know me and hang out with me or around this church, you know, a whole lot, you know, I'm a bottom line kind of guy. I like to simplify stuff so we can do it. You know, if we make it too hard, you know, you, it, it's, it's difficult sometimes to, to walk that thing out. So we, we uh, in this book, it has just been incredible. Simple devotion, cool book. And, and one of the sections that I was reading, <laughs> I'm t- I don't know how many times it used this word intentional. I mean, it was just over and over and over. And so I went back and I read it again. And, and I just kept looking at this thing. And I just kept seeing that word throughout this portion of this book. And, and it was just like, man, intentional. And so I was like, I'm just kicking off a new series in the back of my mind. And then I'm reading this book and it's saying intentional. And it's intentional. And it was on the subject of prayer. And I was like, what? 
Okay, okay. So I, I just begin to see, I begin to understand what the Lord was trying to tell me. If we're going to live this thing out, walk this intentional life out, we cannot do this apart from God through prayer. It won't happen. It, will not, it won't happen until we see this. So I want to break down a verse and use some of the points that they broke down in this, uh, in this book today. And I'm going to give you five things today that's going to help you in the area of prayer. And I believe it'll, it'll, it'll do this. I believe it'll, it'll simplify and it'll help you today to walk out God's Word in the area of your life. So I'm going to teach the first one. We're going to come together and we're going to take uh, communion together and we're going to celebrate what, what the Lord has done, remember Him. But first, time, I, first thing, I just want to just take a moment and just kind of just teach for a few moments. Moments. And we're going to do this today. We're going to look at the who, the when, the where, the how, and the why of prayer. that okay? Y'all good for that? Let's do this. Number one, let's look at the who of prayer. And we're going to, we're going to see this in, this in this one scripture, that how much God is showing us. And remember, as you see this and as you read this, this is Jesus speaking and teaching. This is red letter if you have that type of Bible. This is Jesus saying these words. So again, we know everything in the Bible is a big deal. We know that, that everything there is, is, is important. But I, th- I think anytime we see red letter, it's just awesome. I, I think I, I pay very, very close attention to Paul's writings and, and the words of Jesus. Those two things there are just, I, I make sure I don't miss it. And all of it's good. And we need it all. We should study it all. But those two things really get my attention when I, when I know those two areas. And, and this today is what Jesus said about prayer. He said this, and he said, but you, but you, first two words of this, this verse, but you. Now, this is going to be some deep revelation for somebody. I, I mean, this is going to be hard for you to, I mean, unless you're really walking with God right now close to him, you're, going, you're not going to be able to grab this first concept, this first point. The who of prayer is you. He said, he said, but you, uh, I hope you see this. Jesus begins this key verse, Matthew 6, 6, by designating that you are the who of prayer. Look at your neighbor and say, the who of prayer is you. Yeah, it's you. We're, we're talking to you today. It's, it's you. The, I, I, I hope you see today that prayer is not a spiritual gift. When he lists it out, he gives this thing. We have this gift. Oh, man, I wish he would give me this, the, the gift of prayer. It's not a spiritual gift for you. It is, it is something that you do. It's a decision that you make. It's not a gift. And today, if we'll see this simple word, that the who of prayer is you. You thought the who was a band. Some of the young people are like, what? I only heard that. You know, I mean, I don't know if I know that. No, no auto-tune on the who. Who just brought it, man? Just done it and didn't need auto-tune. Just brought But But who, who of prayer is you? It's not a Dr. Seuss book. Sounds kind of like it. The who prayer is you. It, it, it's you. It is simply you understanding and seeing that you, you, you should have a prayer life. It's you. It's me. It's us. In prayer, he's calling us into this place. Jesus is saying that we should do this. And, and there's three things that come with this sometimes in the areas of prayer. And I've, I've, I've been at all three of these stages in my prayer life. Sometimes prayer is simply a discipline. 
It is this. I mean, sometimes I, I pray because I know. It, it, is, it is simply I know I should take time, and I know I should be intentional in this area of my life. Uh, I know you think since I'm a pastor, I'll walk around floating, and, and the glory of God that takes me from purpose to purpose and place to place and glory to glory, and, and in brief moments, I can't. No, it, it's tough, and you get busy, and you get crazy, and things begin to go on. Sometimes you just have to do this. You have to discipline yourself and say that the who of prayer is me. Sometimes it is a desire. There's been times, man, where I've been in that place and stuff's happening and things are going on and, man, just somehow this burning desire within my heart, I, I just, it just it takes me to a place I say, I, I've got to do this. And, and, and normally, I'll say this, you'll get to the place of desire if you'll discipline yourself. this is not multiple choice today, all right? So I'm going to give you the list, and you're going to sign up for which one you want. I, I, I'm going to wait till it comes to desire. I believe, uh, I believe if I just, just sit back, I believe it, won't, it may cross over for that for you at some point. I believe there will be times and seasons where prayer is that, where this desire within you is just burning, and you say, man, i got to pray. i gotta, I got to get with him and, and just spend time in his presence, and, and, and you should desire that. And also prayer, the last thing is this, it, it's a delight. It is a delight. It is a delight to be able to come in, to be drawn by the Spirit of God and spend time with Him. I don't believe, as I think back over my life with Jesus, that, that I can ever really remember coming out of time with Him and, and in that place of, with Him, in that secret place and in that place of prayer. I don't ever really remember coming out and saying, man, that, that just, you know, this don't really delight. No, it's a delight. It is a lot when you spend time with him, and it simply is today the first thing in this, the who of prayer is you. It's you. And the enemy hates today that you grab that first concept. I'll go ahead and tell you. I just want to let you know so you're aware, and so in case you was thinking anything else, he really hates for you to spend time talking to your father. He hates it. Communication is a big deal. In the next series that we get into, we're going to hear a lot about communication and how important it is. But, but communication is a big deal. When we communicate with him, when you go into a war place, a place of war, and, and we got to watch this unfold with the Gulf War for the first time we had the technology to see that we watched war take place on our TV screen, and we saw things happen, and, and they were taking those scudding missiles, and they were going when war began. They went into the communication centers of those, of those uh, countries that they were fighting, and they wanted to take out the communication first because if they knew they could do that, oh, we got them. Oh, yeah, we can do this. If we can stop their communication and not allow them to spend time communicating with one another, be prepared for what's happening. Communication is a big deal, and it happens when we say I'm the who of prayer. Second thing is this. It's the win of prayer. Scripture says, but you, when you pray. I think it's interesting that Jesus didn't say, but you, if you pray, Sometimes don't you wish he'd have just said that? I mean, come on. Just be honest. I, I wish he'd have said it, it, it. But you, if you pray, nah. Jesus said, but you. If, and he was talking to people who knew him. Today, if you know him, if you're in a relationship with Jesus, this is what you should be doing. It shouldn't be an if you pray. It should be when you pray. 
It shouldn't be, well, if I'm able to make time or I'm uncertain about this day and, and if, I, if I'm able to squeeze it in, no, it, it's, it's when you pray, it's you when you pray. Prayer is something that should be constant in every believer's life. It's not an option. It's not, it's not negotiable. There are certain things and there are certain seasons of life that you'll go through. And, and, and it's interesting. Is I've been in this thing a little bit. I've seen myself kind of develop in some of these areas. There are times where I'll journal and there's times I'll write stuff down and I'll spend time and I'll do things along the line of what God's showing me. And, but that can vary. There's been times with the, the worship style of music that I listen to and, and, and when I spend time in, in, in that area of worship, that it kind of varies. My taste can kind of come up and down. And, and I, I enjoy this one moment and I enjoy that, but, but prayer for us should never vary. It shouldn't be an option. It shouldn't be, well, if, if I get time today, I'm going to spend some time with him. It's today, when are you going to pray? When are you going to do it? One of the quotes uh, I found and an intentional kept hitting me in the face was this. Our neglect is not intentional, but neither is our prayer life. I mean, seriously. I mean, we, nobody wakes up in the morning and say, I'm going to be intentional in neglecting spending time with God. If you do, okay, you need to come to altar now. I would probably go ahead and say now, just come on down because you'll know. So we don't wake up in that way. It was a joke. Kind of funny how somebody lost somebody. Okay. But, you know, it, it's, it, it should not be this, this, well, if. No, it is I am intentional in spending time with him. If you don't schedule time to pray, you just always will talk about it, but you'll never do it. I've, and I've seen that. I've seen people, man, you know, we should pray about that. And, and we really need to do that. And, and we should. And, 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 and we, should, we should. But, man, they don't. They just don't. They get it to get in this rut and get crazy. You should schedule a time to pray. Now, this is what's awesome about prayer. And I love it. It's really, this is probably the coolest thing about prayer is you can do it any time. I mean, I, I've had people tell me that they had their best prayer meetings in the car. Uh, they had their best time with Jesus in the, this place or whatever. That's awesome. You can do it. You know, just no matter where you're at, what's going on, you can just talk to him. Again, he's a father who loves us, wants to spend time with us, and we can do it at any time. But I don't think you just need to wait till just you kind of feel moved to go in that direction. I have found in my life that it's those times when I spend time and I, I set some time aside to spend with him specifically that I see God work the most. Why is that, man? Because I'm in prayer. I'm talking to him. I'm spending time with him. And, and, I, and I just watched God begin to, begin to work. So here's a good thing. And I want you to do this. I want you to set the time. God didn't give me a revelation of what your time is. You know, for you, it's 6 o'clock. For you, 5.30. Pastor, see, if you will, go ahead and do that. But put that, put that down on the thing. No, you can set that time, but do it. There was, a, there was a season where God called me to prayer at 4.30 in the morning. It just was. I mean, for, for a long as I set my clock. I got up, I, I, went, I went into the living room, and, and I spent time in prayer. This went on for a while because that's what God was saying to me. I want you to ask him, say, when do you want to hang out? When do you want to do this? Well, well, today we have all this technology, and we'll put everything else in the calendar. Oh, this is really neat. This syncs up. I can put it in my phone, and it goes to the computer, and I'm in the cloud. Now, you really want to get in the glory cloud is this. You do this. You, you schedule a time with Jesus, get with him, talk to him, and watch what he can do. You set aside a time to do that. 
The next thing is I love the scripture and Jesus just tells us, he makes it so simple for us that we miss it sometimes. He says, you, when you pray, he tells us to where? He says to go into your room. Where's the way of prayer? It's in your room. I believe prayer should have a place. And again, we can do it anywhere. But there's something about you setting aside a certain place of prayer where you're going to say, I'm going to be very specific when where I'm going to spend time with him. I'm going to set aside time where I'm going to be specific. I'm going to get a place and put it in the secret place with him. And, and sometimes we think that secret place is this metaphor and it's just some kind of magical thing in our mind that we go to and we talk to him. I believe the secret place is when you get somewhere with God and you pray. I, I, the scriptures call it different things. King James calls it a closet. If you old school, you've been in this thing a little while like I have, we used to have prayer closets. Come on, I'm going into the prayer closet, and I'm going to shut the door, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend time. There's a place, and we should do that. We should set aside a certain place. There, there's a place in this church that I go to pray. Seriously. And some of y'all may walk through it sometime and just kind of feel like Jesus is just, just in, you encountered him right there is because there's been prayer. That's another joke. Okay, y'all ain't with me today. Y'all need, uh, <clears throat> but, but, but it, it is this, it's this place. And Jesus showed us this. And again, I love what he does. He models Luke 9, 28. He said this. He says, now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up to the mountain to pray. He had a place. Mark 6, 46 says, and when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Mark 1.35, now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight. I don't know if he had the 4.30 time like I did that during that season, but he went out, departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Jesus had to do this. Think about that for a moment. You know, I don't know why I do this. Sometimes I think I can make it without doing that. I mean, I don't know why it possessed me to think at some point in my life I can make it without prayer, that I can make it without spending specific time with him. Jesus did this thing. He showed us, he modeled us that we should be taking a place, setting it aside in prayer. I, and again, I don't know where that is for you. It's kind of like the time you get to pick it. But man, get you a place. Get you a room, get you a closet, get you somewhere where you can go to that place and you can go and spend time with him, the where of prayer you decide. It's up to you. And then he does this. He gives us the who, the when, the where, and he tells us how. And this is interesting. I, 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 I've always thought it, but I never really just processed it in this light according to the scripture. The, the how-to of prayer Jesus commands here is very simple, very simple. He says, you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have, shut the door. How should we, how should we pray? With the door shut. And this ain't a set of rules, and this is not legalism, and you, oh, pastor, I got to do it this way, and you come before it. I'm not talking about that, but shut the door. What does that mean? My house, you shut the door. There's a reason you shut the door. I mean, there's that you shut the door, you know, and, and there's been times I'm studying and my, my family come into the room and they'll, they'll say something when they're leaving. I'll say, hey, could you shut the door? There's a reason for that. 
because I'm trying to come to a place where everything else around me kind of goes. Kind of just goes. Three things quickly that, that we must do is three keys is we got to be unavailable during prayer. Shut the door. Be unavailable for, for, for a little bit of time. Do this each day. We're living in this modern society with all this technology and, and everything is just, I, I don't know, everybody knows every little move we make and, and now we check in. You know, if you ain't checked in today at Faith or New, check in on Facebook. Let somebody know you was worshiping today. And I, that's cool, but we let everybody know. We, we got this Twitter, you know, nowadays, and, and, and you know, I've seen this, man. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go fix me a glass of something to drink. All righty, then. I'm going to the bathroom. Hope everything works out. That's good. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to this place, and, and then we just, we just live this life, so we just share everything with everybody, and, and now we got Instagrams, and instantly we post pictures of our life, and, and instantly we share Facebooks and Twitters and everything with the world, and we just share. We're just in this society. We're just bombarded with all this kind of, and it's cool. I use that stuff, and it's fun, and I use it, try, try to use it for, for the glory of God and, and encourage people. And, but, you know, sometimes we need to do this. We need to be undistracted. You need to go into a place of prayer, and you need to just shut the door, and this will help you turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. It's hard to do that. We, we see it. We saw in that last verse where Jesus went to this solitary place. He went to this place and he just separated himself from other things. And by himself, he got there. And it's tough. It, it's hard in my, my, my position as a minister. I have had people get ticked off at me. I turn the phone back on, it starts, and it's in his taste, you know, where you at, come back, this and that, mission, this and that. And I'm like, dude, I'm praying for you. <laughs> if you leave me alone, man, let me pray. It'll probably work out. Just, you know, come on. Just, I'm trying to get a word. You know, I'm just at this place. And then, God, I mean, again, I, as, as a shepherd who loves his sheep and who, who tries his best to, to lead well, I, I want to be available. It's one of the things that I hate, hate people that just pastors that separate themselves. I, I don't understand that as a, as a shepherd, but, but there are times when we need to turn it off, get with him, be unavailable to everything else, focus on God. Two is this, be undistracted. How do you do that? Probably by turning your phone off. That's probably one of the best ways of being distracted. But even above that, go to a place in your mind and, and where you just renew your mind and you come into a place, the Bible says, to cast cares on him. So just with all the distractions that come in life, with all the things that we face in this world because it's screwed up, it just set all those things aside. And with an undistracted heart, with a, with a clear mind that's undistracted and you're available to him, I want you to just spend time in his presence. And the third thing is this, how do we do that? Just by being personal. Just personal, just un unavailable to everything else, undistracted by anything else. We get with him and we just get personal. Don't think you have to pray like somebody else. That'll help you. I remember I, I was brought up in church forever, and, and I remember hearing certain people pray, our Father God. You know, God has like four syllables, God. Yeah, and I mean, I, and, I, and that's awesome. If you pray that way, man, pray that way. That's how you pray. But I thought I had to do that. 
Serious. I just thought that's how I was supposed. I thought it's how you prayed, and and then you know, and then I got a little bit older. I saw more stuff in church, and and I basically just went around and was trying to do everything I saw somebody else do, and then I realized, wait a minute, man, I'm really just thinking about that, and I'm missing this thing. I mean, it's, and it is. He we just want you to be personal, and he just wants you to come before him, and and just with you and him, just you and him, be you. Because he really knows how you are. It's one of the things I, I really like about our church and about how we, we do stuff, uh, you know, and, and some of the things. And just this is just who we are. Some people say, you know, you're a bunch of social misfits or rejects or outcasts. Yes, we are. We're just honest enough to say it. Just we are. We just, I mean, just, I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, we're not one of those who, who, again, you know, six days a certain way, and then on the seventh we, you know, oh. No, man, it's just who we are, and we realize, man, we need God. We need each other. And we need to point everybody we can because of what he's done to us to him. That's what we should do. It's just what should be in our hearts. And we just come to this place, spending time with him. And that prayer time, it doesn't have to look the same way all the time. I'm, I know you kind of go into stuff sometimes. I used to teach some of the models of prayer and how what prayer should look like. You have little acronyms and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and I remember going through it and I went through this ritual. And, and then I'm going to spend a little time in, in I'm going to pray, P-R-A-Y, I'm going to praise. So I come before him and I'm going to spend time just in praise and then I'm going to transition to repentance. I'm not ready to repent yet. I'm about to slide back into P here, Lord. And then, I, oh, after I, then I'm going to pray. Then I'm gonna, and then I, oh, I feel glory. I can ascend to the next place of asking. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? I didn't yield. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. Some of y'all mad at me. Right now, that's how I pray, man. That's what I do. So I'm, now, if that's how you pray, pray that way. Nothing wrong. I've done that. But listen, it doesn't have to be a certain way all the time. And there's freedom in that. There, there are times where I just come before him, and man, there's a whole lot of repentance and time. and More that and some other. There's, there's sometimes I come before him, and there's more praise than anything else. There's just times I just praise him. I just send some time. And there's sometimes it's just some place of worship that I go to. And, and there's just certain times where sometimes I, this is what I do. And if you know me, you know I do this a lot. I just cry. I spend some time, I come before him, and, and, and sometimes it's a combination of all of them. It really is. There's not a formula. Just come before him, be personal, talk to him, spend time, and, and it's not a monologue. Okay? Don't get up and. and I was in drama, man. That's why I'm, you know, I was in drama in high school and, and got a little trophy, best actor. You know, so that's one of the things that. And so I try not to act when I get up here. I just try to be me. I want to, want to continue to be transparent. But, but sometimes we come before him and we want to act like everything's good. No, just come before him. Just be real. Be personal. I, I can tell when somebody comes into my office and they're real, telling me the truth of where they're at. Usually those type of people, through the help of the Holy Spirit, we help. It's those who come in who think they have to, and, and then they come in, and the whole time they're in there, they're lying. 
just be real. Let's tell it like it is. It's, the whole time they're acting like something else. And, and then, you know, really, it's because this woman thou givest me. We pull Adam, you know, and Eve. And, you know, it's, you know or it's this, 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 this man. That just when we come before him, real. So we don't have it all together, but Lord, I, I know by your grace and by, your, by the help of the Spirit of God, I can do this. So we come before him, just spending time. That's how we do it. Why do we do it? It's my favorite. Why we do it is the best part of this whole thing. He said, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you've shut the door to your Father, but why prayer is this? It's because the Father is in that secret place. Think of it for a second. He wants you to be the who. He, he wants you very specific, spend some time with him. He wants you to go somewhere. And then he says, shut the door, get everything else aside, set all the distraction aside, and then we can do this because the Father's there. The Father's in that place. And, and I, I sometimes, again, religion has told us, and, and sometimes people think that he's only here in church. That make you dependent upon the church and dependent upon the pastor and his word and what he says all the time. Listen, he's wherever you go spend time with the mindset that I'm going to go see Jesus. I'm going to go spend time with God. He's there. I don't, I don't believe you'll ever do this. I don't think you'll ever go to the place where you sit in your mind that I'm the who of prayer. I'm setting aside some time for prayer. I'm going to go to a specific place to do that. When I get there, I'm going to shut the door and then I'm going to do this. Where are you at? No. No, he'll be there. The Father's in that place. And it's through us coming to him and just spending that time. He's always there. One of my favorite things to do now, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old. I'm telling you, I don't know if that's what it is, but I, I just I love to do this. I, I just love to spend time just sitting out on the deck. I bought some of those little 297 tiki torches. <laughs> Wise steward, man. I don't, I don't spend a whole lot of crazy stuff. And, and, and I'll text Angel, man. I want some tiki time tonight. Some of y'all thought that was something. It was freaking nicky. No, look. <laughs> marriage series next week. All right, we'll say all that marriage series down the road. Down the road. I want some tiki time tonight, man. You know what that is? I just want to just spend some time hanging out, fellowshipping. I don't need anything. I don't, I don't have to have anything else going on. I mean, they don't have to be. Nobody has to come out there and entertain us. Nobody has to come. And normally with kids, three of them, there's a lot of entertainment sometimes going on. But, but you don't have to have that. Just spending some time with them. And the father, a good father, wants to spend time with his kids. So I do this. I just, it's on the deck, go into that place, specific time. Let's do this. Let's come together. And that's so important for the family. So important. The TV off. I mean, just turn it off. Turn everything off. Let's just come together. Light them up, man, and just sit back. Just, y'all, now y'all laughing. Oh, y'all weren't laughing when I said something funny a while ago. Now y'all trying to get in here. Y'all really need Jesus. It's probably our largest rev revivals coming to faith or new. <laughs> Just spend some time in his presence. Amen.
Just spend some time in his presence. And, and just do this. Take time. Listen to this last verse. Gary, I want you to come up if you would, if you're in here. Just, I, want, I want you just to play for just a second. We really need piano right now. <laughs> piano makes everything more spiritual. It really does. Serious. <clears throat> listen, to this, listen to this verse again. This is the message. It's a paraphrase. Some of you use it a lot, and, and I think it's, a, it's a cool. Don't just, not, don't just read just this, but read it. It's cool. It puts the words in our, in our language that we can understand a little bit better. Listen to Matthew 6, 6 in the message. It says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there. Just be there. Simply and honestly as you can manage, the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace. Wow. Is that not cool? Just, just I thought prayer was this big thing. You know, it produces big things, but it doesn't have to be this big fanfare of crazy stuff. And it's why the context is written. There were people who thought it was a show. Jesus is trying to tell them, no, nah, it's not the show. It's you. It's here. It's what it is. It's when we pray. I mean, you may tell you what's going to bring the greatest move of God in this church. Not if we get a bigger building, a bigger budget, Better singers, better preacher, dissent. No, it's prayer. Prayer will do that. It'll, it'll put you into a place of communion with Him, and that'll drive you. It's going to be for you, and I said this, and I hope you get this the driving force for an intentional life is fellowship with the Father. That's it. That'll be the thing. When everything else, when everything else st- struggles and fails and falls, if you have spent time in his presence, man, it'll just something in you just keeps pushing you forward and you don't stop.